a falling star. This summer, make a wish. One movie will make your dreams come true. Mafia. So long, mommy. It'll move you. Uh-huh. Shock you. And scare. Boogie, boogie, boogie. The rap out of you. Touchstone Pictures presents Mafia, the one summer movie where size. Say hello to my little friend. Doesn't matter. Rated PG-13 starts this Friday. Do I even bother playing Jane Austen's Mafia in the background? You might have to, because there's no plot to it. It's just gags, so like you have to kind of remind hey. yourself. I guess it'll help me remember the gags. I mean, none of them. I mean, they are <laughs> technically gags. Why do I want to remember the gags? Oh, gag me. Alright, uh, ready? Yeah, I can... You like it, juice? Hey, what you want to watch next week? I want to watch uh, the classic tale of a little boy shoved up a donkey's ass. Man, I, I'm, I'm already over this movie <laughs> I'm done <laughs> I got nothing to fucking say about this shit I should have watched Spice World I didn't <laughs> I'd have something to talk about today I was gonna say Spice World had more shit to uh, unpack than uh, the movie that brought us here today from 1998 starring SNL alum Jay Moore Jane Austen's Mafia. Welcome to Saturday Night Jive, where we talk about Saturday Night Live and Saturday Night Live related movies. And this week, we're going to find some shit to say about Jane Austen's Mafia. Well, I gotta tell you, I forgot what we were watching this week. So this morning, I was like, oh, fuck, what, what did we decide? And I had to listen back to, because I still had my side of, of the episode of last week saved. And I was so crestfallen when I remembered <laughs> It was fucking Jane Austen's Mafia. Why? Why did we do this? Yeah, I did the same thing. Luckily, I downloaded it, like, right after we talked about doing it last week. Because I forgot, too. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to text Ben and be like, what the fuck are we watching? And then I was like, oh, it's, oh, shit, Jane Austen's Mafia is on my hard drive. Ah, that's right. We picked Jane Austen's Mafia. Which, I, you know, I we've come across before. Uh, when I put it on the list, I was like, yeah, that's an option. That's doable. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a fucking nothing, nothing burger well, of a I movie. Well, I told you last week because I, I predicted it because we've watched parody movies like this before. And I they're never good to talk about. Whether or not they're good, which I don't think we've had one that was good. But even if they were good movies, it's still just a bunch of gags or what are technically gags. I mean, I wouldn't call any of them funny, but like, that's all it is. So it's just, there's no structure to cling to, to be like, Oh, this happened. And this time. I think story is very important for our process of just like working through these movies. And there's just nothing to, to hold on to here. Yeah. Well, cause it lives in a, you know, a reference universe. So you know, there's flashbacks where it's like, oh, we're getting character development. But no, we're just getting Forrest Gump parodies in the flashback. That's what we're fucking getting. I mean, there's a there were a couple things. Oh, the other thing is like, I, I went to download this and it wasn't on my regular download site. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get to say I couldn't find it and we'll have to pick something else. But no, I fucking found it. There's, there are too many fucking movie download sites where you could find movies nowadays. 
Curse the internet for making these shitty movies so readily available. Some things need to be consigned to the dustbin <laughs> of history. Can't Jane Austen's Mafia be one of them? Yeah, this needs to be one of those movies where you're like, wait, that exists? Oh, well, there's no way you can ever watch it. Tale is that one person saw it in a theater back in 1998, but he's long since passed, so the memory dies with him. And again, I'm fairly certain I saw this in the cheap theater. I think I talked about that last week as well. Because uh, I, I, I remember, I, I know I saw this movie. I didn't remember the one thing you did, which is the... the well, you, you said it was a guy getting shoved up a donkey's ass. Much worse than that. It's a small child. Yeah, they have to hide the, a little kid, so they shove him up a donkey's ass for just a scene. And then he pops out of the donkey's ass. Yeah, literally, that's the only thing I remember from watching this movie. I don't know when I saw it. I'm pretty sure I just saw it on cable or, or video. I know I was interested in watching it because it was um, Lloyd Bridges's last theatrical film. It was released posthumously, and I, I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that brought me to it, where I was like, I'll check that out just to, you know... See how Lloyd Bridges went out. Well, the only thing I remembered was the El Nino joke, which was in the movie. <clears throat> that was a, a fucking weird... Okay, because that pr- comes right before Lou Ferrigno joke. I didn't get that at These all. These are jokes? I I, I got the El Nino wait, joke El Nino. because I remembered at the time El Nino was a thing that like people... like it's a, It was like our first experience of like a weird weather pattern that had a name that we could talk about. And I think there was a joke where like it would just be blamed for everything. I, I feel like that was a thing that I remembered. <laughs> I know they did an SNL sketch where Chris Farley played El Nino as like a professional wrestler on the episode where he hosted... But yeah, he so they're doing the uh, Godfather scene where Al Pacino goes into the bathroom and grabs the gun to shoot the guys. Uh, in this one, it's the delightfully funny Jay Moore. I, we got to talk about how the fuck that guy has a career. Because he got on SNL he and in. stole a fucking sketch. Oh my God, man. What a fucking weird pattern to... <laughs> To have a movie career. But anyway, he goes in the bathroom. Uh, there's a thing, you know, he grabs the gun, but the pipe comes out, so he's all wet. And then he comes out, and he's, you know, doused in water, and he just says, El Nino. And then he pushes the button for the uh, air dryer to dry himself off, and it's very powerful, so it knocks him back. And then he just sees a picture of Lou Ferrigno, and he just goes, Lou Ferrigno! This, th- these are jokes in a movie? Is it... What the fuck does is that it mean? as simple as I think it is where like Lou Ferrigno, Ferrigno is a strong guy and it's a strong wind or something? Or is there something specific to Lou Ferrigno that happened at the time where that makes sense? I thought it was just because it was an Italian sounding name. But what? But it, clearly the fact that it's incredibly strong and blows him back is something to do with Lou Ferrigno. But it has to be. Well, it's not... It's not like Lou Ferrigno made that hand dryer. The Lou Ferrigno's picture is next to the hand dryer. And then he just sees it and goes, Lou Ferrigno. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Can we just talk about when the farts happened and just then get get, get through this? You want to dive straight into Mr. Skids? Because he, he's packed this week. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's up to you. I don't want to step on your toes. That's your thing. And I, I don't want to, like, force it. But we did get a lot of farts this week. Uh, there's a lot of farts in Mafia. Um, yeah, uh, well, you were you were confused by one because you texted me and said at a minute and eight seconds there was a fart. But I'm pretty sure he was doing an airplane sound with his his mouth. I mean, again, you're the expert. 
I'll defer to you, but I thought it was a well. I thought it was a fart in the same way that I thought Michael Winslow's fart in Police Academy was, which I still think is nebulous as to whether or not it counts as a fart. Well, he's definitely doing a fart sound. Jay Moore's mouth noises just sound like a fart, but he's doing like it's the scene from Casino where Robert De Niro's car blows up. But in this one, it goes over the opening credits, so Jay Moore is like flying through the air. First, it's normal, and then it gets all. Zucker, Abram Zucker, and he's like dunking basketballs while he's, you know, still flying away from a fireball. And then he's just flying and he's going like. So it sounded like a fart. I was like, oh, fart sound. Hey, we're in the opening credits. We got a fart. And that opening scene kind of gets to this movie for me because I was thinking about it. And I think the Jay Moore of it all is a big reason why this movie doesn't work. Because I was thinking if that was the opening to a Naked Gun movie and it was Leslie Nielsen doing all that stuff, I'd probably be enjoying it. I was wondering that myself, because as I was watching this just lifeless turd of a so-called comedy, I was thinking Naked Gun, and I'm like, those movies are great. Like, all three of those movies are funny as shit. I almost watched Naked Gun 2 and a half the other night just because I was wanting to watch a funny movie and I was like, oh, fucking Naked Gun 2 and a half. That's got him calling Robert Goulet Mr. Poopy Pants. I want to check that out. I'd be out. willing to And bet. now I'm like, I gotta watch that just to see if it's like, have I just not seen it in a while? I'd like, be willing to bet even if you went into some of the more re- like the, the post uh, uh, Naked Gun movies like Wrongfully Accused and Spy Hard. We might reappraise those and those might not be as bad as we remember i remember not liking either of those but those were by the standards of like good parody movies i think if you watched it and like thought back to this movie and was like is it better than jane austen's mafia you'd be like oh these are the citizen canes of comedy right yeah no if you watch any movie after jane austen's mafia it's gonna look like (laughs) any of the wonderful movies they reference in jane austen's mafia in comparison uh, and that that was the other kind of novelty to me that I was thinking about was the Zucker Abram Zucker because I couldn't remember which Zucker this was and if it was the crazy one that eventually made American Carol, but I think it's the other one. No, it's Abrams. Oh, this is Abrams. So it's not even either of the Zuckers. <clears throat> Neither Zucker. It's the it's the A in the Z. Uh, well, because the reason I was curious is because at the very beginning there's a a joke about how corrupt the Democratic National Committee was. I don't know if you caught that joke. Oh, yeah, when they're uh, driving the uh, truck up to the casino to get their share of the loot. Yeah, so I I was thinking, like, oh, is this that guy? Is this, like, his first, like, right-wing fucking, you know, agitprop movie? But no, it's apparently a different guy. Uh, I should have looked up their filmography to see, like, where, where it all fell apart. Because, yeah, there was a, like, after The Naked Gun, there was a rash of these parody movies, and they all fucking sucked. Well, one of them eventually started doing the scary movie movies, I think, right? I think... Was it all Zucker Abrams and Zucker? I can't yeah, remember. well, because the first ones weren't. The first ones were straight-up Wayans Brothers movies. And then when right. they left, or were forced... I don't know what the story is behind that. Uh, Zucker... One of the Zuckers took them over, I think. But I don't believe it was both of them, because I think they were broken up by that point. No, we watched... Um... Scary Movie 3, which was a, a, a some kind of Zucker, <laughs> either Zucker Abram Zucker or just Zucker. I want to say it was just one of the Zuckers. I don't remember exactly, but I think that was the case. And then the other Zucker went on to do different movies, uh, and uh, I, I don't think either of them has made a movie in several years. 
Uh, and good. <laughs> Fucking good. I mean, Airplane is a great movie. It's a funny movie. Uh, Airplane 2 sucks. I don't even know if they were involved in that. I don't think they were either. And any of them were involved in that. Uh, but pretty much just Airplane and Naked Gun. Like, that's it. Everything else they've touched, I have not good memories of. Yeah, no, they've made a career out of... Air, you know, being the guys who brought you Airplane, and then it's like, oh, fuck, yeah, of course, anything they touch is comedy gold, right? Uh, fucking no. Not a goddamn And chance. they also effectively created the genre of the spoof movie, or at least this kind of spoof movie, which, you know, other people have gone on to do, the Wayans Brothers, Friedberg and Seltzer, all comedy luminaries. <laughs> this is a genre that shouldn't exist. Can we just say that now? Oh, yeah, no, I... I I fucking hate a spoof movie. <laughs> Except, well, the one we gotta watch, and uh, I don't I don't even know if I put it on the wheel because it's good. We gotta watch superhero movie because that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I well, here's what I will say. I don't know how many of the the Friedberg and Seltzer movie movies have SNL people that we can you know justify watching them, but I'd be willing to watch all of them just because I I do think. As much as I hate them, the one we did was maybe one of my favorite episodes of the podcast. So I'm oh, yeah, up for no, any of if those. We watched, if we watched Disaster Movie, I think that would be an entertaining podcast because that would stir up hatred in me. This movie didn't stir up hatred in me. This, just mo- this movie pissed me off like 20 minutes towards the end because I was like, I still gotta fucking watch this shit. It was weird. I wasn't really hating it. As I was watching it, it was literally right at the end, because the last thing is the fucking Barney the Dinosaur thing, where the guy, like, kills Barney the Dinosaur and then starts dancing to We Are Family, and that's the fucking last thing in your movie. And I'm like, fuck you, that was it? That's where this was all building to? Well, no, that's not the last thing in the movie, because we get hilarious Oh, uh, I, bear- I, I didn't count them because they were so pathetic. They were the worst! The worst fucking end credits! Uh, you just see like stills of the cast and it's like, oh, Jay Moore uh, had a sex change and is now Attorney General Janet Reno. And his brother started an impotency clinic. Uh, you can visit his website at www.mystiffy.com. I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad we're fucking staying to the end for that. And then there's like uh, fun facts in the credit. I watched the whole fucking Oh, was there credits. more after that? I, I did not. <laughs> They were just like, because uh, I, th- I think Zucker, Abram Zucker always did this in their end credits. They would have like fake credits, um, you know, so it'd be like, you know, best boy, second best boy, and then the best best boy, you know, stuff like that. This one had like, uh, your horoscope for today, you'll see a movie. Like that was the fun joke of it. And I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm wondering if that's like, is that kosher with like the unions and shit? Because like. I know a lot of those uh, credits are, like, very specific for a reason, because, like, they negotiate that shit with the the various trade unions. I wonder if, like, them putting fake shit in there is, like, maybe, like, a violation of some role. I doubt it. Who gives a fuck? I mean, it's more interesting than anything else in this fucking movie. (laughs) You think the key grip is going to get mad that they put polygrip June Allison after it? (laughs) I would if I was the key grip. It's making light of my my work on the film. <laughs> oh man, look at this fucking movie! And then the worst was at the very end. The last like joke credit they had just said, "If you left the theater when these credits started, you'd be home by now." And I'm like, "Fuck you, man! Like you can't 
You can't, like, do that at the end of the fucking movie. Of course I didn't want to, If I shouldn't have come to the theater and watched this shit in the first place. I mean, I couldn't tell you how happy I was to not have seen all of those lame jokes before you just explained them all to me. <laughs> like, I was in a good place before, and now I'm just slightly worse off than I was. I, well, it was not like I was paying attention. I was just, I was doing other stuff while the end credits rolled, and then I looked up and I went like, oh, hey, there's a joke in there. I I am struggling Fun. to think. I'm I can't remember if there was like even a joke in Plump Fiction that I laughed at. Usually, when it gets to this something like this, I'm like, oh, maybe there was one joke, and then we can <laughs> talk about that. I'm struggling to think of one joke that I actually laughed at in this movie. Um, it, I uh, an hour in, I laughed when Lloyd Bridges put the watermelon in his mouth. No, nah, I didn't laugh at that. That was the only time I laughed. Like, it wasn't a hearty laugh. It was just like a, huh, <laughs> that's cute. Because it was, you know, they're parodying the scene where Marlon Brando dies in The Godfather and he puts an orange slice in his mouth and Lloyd Bridges turns around and he has half a watermelon <laughs> in his mouth. And I just, I smiled at well, that. Well, part of the problem for me with Lloyd Bridges in this movie, and yes, it, like as we said, it's his last film, and... Obviously, he's doing this as a favor to the directors because he was in uh, Airplane, and I, I don't know if he was in any, any of the other ones. But it, 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 I, I was getting like, you know, like we've been going through with Bruce Willis now, where like we know his last like ten movies, he had aphasia, and you know, he's like kind of being carted around. I got, I kind of got that sense with Laurie Bridges here. Like, I, I don't know that he necessarily knows where he is all the time on this movie. He looked very frail. Like it wasn't. Um, make you know, like I said, that's what I think brought me to watch this movie back in the late '90s. But um, I didn't get any joy from that because it it kind of made me sad. Because yeah, he looked very frail. He looked very much like he was at the end of his life, and he just they keep having him fall down and like get his head caught in things. And I'm like, Ugh. and the the worst part was, um. There's a scene where they're, uh, you know, they're parodying the Godfather wedding. Oh, by the way, this movie's a parody of the Godfather, uh, mostly Godfather Part Also two. Casino, which at least was relevant for the time. Yeah, that's the other stupid thing. It's like, they're making specific references to the Godfather in 1998. So who is this movie for? Just someone who just loves the fucking Godfather and knows it back to front by heart? Well, it's weird, because like... I mean, Godfather 3 was 90, so it was at least somewhat current, but, like, no Goodfellas references that I really saw, which was a 90s mafia movie. Yeah, I thought they were going to set up the, um, uh, Jay Moore's brother as, like, the Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, but, I mean, they do the, um, they do the mafia nicknames when they get to the wedding, when they're like, because that's from Goodfellas, where he's like, hey, this is Joey uh, Two Skins, and this is... Jimmy Three Eyes, <clears throat> but in this one, it's, you know, uh, Tony Baboon with a big red ass on his shoulders, which I might have made me smile if it was in a better that, movie. That was that's one another one. I, yeah, I remember thinking that one of them is just Mailbox Vinny or something. And I yeah, was like, it was like Vinny the Mailbox, and it's just a mailbox. I literally said to myself, like, I, I want to laugh at this, but I don't. I'm not. Also, it's just a hacky bit. Uh, there was an SNL sketch. Uh, when Al, Al, one of the times Alec Baldwin hosted, like that predates this, like early '90s, probably around the time Goodfellas came out, where he's like, 
yeah, I remember the boys at my bar. And then he just walked by and he's like, hey, that's Jimmy two times who says everything two times. And that's Jimmy four times who says everything four times. I mean, to be fair, we put Jimmy two hands into a, into one of our short films. Yeah, but that's fucking classic. Um, but you know, what I was uh, sorry to say about uh, the wedding scene, when Lloyd Bridges, uh, you know, he gets up and he's uh, dancing with his daughter and then a guy comes out and shoots him. And so they're riddling Lloyd Bridges with bullets and uh, everybody thinks he's dancing because his body's moving, uh, you know, all erratic. So they're like, oh, he's doing the uh, the mambo. Let's start playing mambo. And then everyone starts dancing around him and then he starts doing the Macarena. The way that was filmed, you know, I'm not getting any ha-has out of this because it's an obvious Lloyd Bridges stunt double for a lot of it. Like there's scenes where they cut to a guy who is not Lloyd Bridges and I'm like, well, that's not Lloyd Bridges. That's just a guy in a gray wig. And the way they, when they do cut to Lloyd Bridges' face, it's so like, I don't know how to describe it. It just, he looks like a frail old man. Like they're propping him up to do the Macarena, you know? And it was just, it was just so fucking sad. It was a bummer. See, and for me, it wasn't even so much that that bothered me about that sequence. It was like, I again, that's another one where it's like, I, I can kind of see myself finding this funny, but sandwiched with that joke is say hello to my little friend because midgets are funny it's deep roy coming yeah. out of his crotch and then at the end fucking la- his face lands on the guy's dick because that's fucking fuck you like yeah and the guy pulls out a baby gun to shoot the shoot the little person yeah i just eh. yeah that was bad and there was another one um with uh lloyd bridges that i like they should have just cut it out if it's what i think it is it's in the scene where uh, Lloyd Bridges is like doing the, you know, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse, like his introduction scene, basically. And they, for the entire movie, it's only like been 20 minutes so far, but Jay Moore has been narrating the film. And then they introduce Jay Moore's brother in that scene. They freeze frame on him and they have Lloyd Bridges voiceover going, that's my son, Tony. Like, so he's narrating the movie now. And my only thought was, oh, I think they forgot to film a scene where Lloyd Bridges said that line, and so they had to ADR it. But just fucking cut it out. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's Jane Austen's mafia. Well, that's the, a weird thing, because, like, again, I feel like a dipshit, like, questioning the, the lack of story in a fucking spoof movie. But just basic sort of editing, <clears throat> like, structure stuff. It starts with Jay Moore, with the... The uh, exploding car, which is in medias rest for no reason. Eventually, we get to that point, but it doesn't add anything to anything because there's nothing to add to. Well, I think that's how Casino opens. Sure, but this isn't Casino. It's a parody movie. It could be anything it wants to be. But yeah. then you have like a scene or like the, the the start of that where it's like introducing him, and then it immediately cuts to a flashback that I just assumed was of him as a boy, except it turns out it wasn't. It was a flashback of his yet unin- unintroduced father character who was only introduced after the flashback and then i'm like wait wasn't this fucking uh jay moore's character's story when does he come back and then he eventually comes back and it's like okay who the fuck is the protagonist of this film oh wait that's right i'm not supposed to care because this movie's just fucking putting its dick in my mouth yeah so i that, i thought the same thing too because yeah they flash back from jay moore to young lloyd bridges and you're like oh this is young jay moore Oh, wait, no, okay, I get it. This is young Lloyd Bridges, who's his dad. And then later on, they flash back to, like, a uh, like a 30-year-old Lloyd Bridges, played by some other guy, and, like, a, you know, a 12-year-old Jay Moore. 
and and I, I I forgot that that was Jay Moore. Like I couldn't follow the fucking story. I forgot because the kids looked <laughs> kind of similar. So I was like, wait, is that young Lloyd Bridges again? <clears throat> but with yeah, I thought it was a flash. I thought it was a continuing flashback. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is Lloyd Bridges' dad. Oh, no, it's Jay. That's Lloyd Bridges. And this is Jay Moore. The, the movie's f- fucking shitty. But, like, on a basic, like, not even, because, again, this mo- a movie like this lives or dies by the jokes, which half of them will be dated by whatever reference they're making anyway. But even the half that might be more universal don't work because they're just not funny. But, like, you shouldn't necessarily have to worry about that. But this movie is so poorly made just on a structural level that you have to worry about just like what's happening from scene to scene. I shouldn't be questioning an airplane. You never question the plot. You don't have to because the, it's all jokes and you recognize that, but the jokes are funny in this. The jokes aren't funny. And I'm just confused as to the basic a to B to C action. Yeah, no, I, I could, I couldn't get a, a handle on anything that was going on, you know, what anyone's story was, because it jumps all over the place. You know, first we're doing The Godfather, and then uh, after Jay Moore uh, kills the guy who tried to kill Lloyd Bridges, then we jump straight to Casino, and then we're in Striptease, and then we're in Jaws, and then it doesn't fucking matter at that point. I just, like, I gave the fuck that, up. And you mentioned Forrest Gump towards the end, and it's just like, that. I, I don't even understand, like... It made me think of, I remember one of the scary movie movies, I want to say it was the second one, just had a reference to like a an ad that was like basketball, where they were like, they're all of a sudden they're playing basketball. I just remember David Cross is like in a wheelchair playing basketball, and it's a reference to some commercial that was popular at the time. And it's just like, it's just referencing a thing you know, it's not telling a joke. It's like, why is it for, oh, remember, because when he ran in Forrest Gump, why is that funny here? I don't understand. Like, even Epic Movie, which is the one... That's the one we watched, right? Yeah. I feel like most of the time, it would at least try... It would at least have a bad, unfunny joke tied to whatever reference it was making. It wasn't just, this is a thing. Like, oh, it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but he's, like, killing them and eating them. Okay, that's a joke. It's not funny, but it's a joke. Like, this is just... He's he's Forrest Gump, because remember Forrest Gump? No, no, no. I mean, Epic Movie had that... Epic movie just had Nacho Libre in it for no fucking reason. Like Epic movie's just as I bad, it, it, worse. Epic I was just thinking of like every reference movie. I could think of, like Pirates of the Caribbean, but they're gay. It's not funny, but it's something. I don't even think they do anything with the gay thing. They just like Jack Sparrow shows up. No, Epic movie is worse than this movie be- because it made me angry watching it. This movie, my, I mean. I, I, I ask this question a lot. What's worse, a movie that stirs up, up some kind of emotion in me, even anger, or something that just, I'm watching it and I'm like, when can this be over? When can I fucking stop watching well, this? I, for me, it's a matter of expectation. When I went into Epic Movie, I knew it was going to be terrible. And I mean, and I, when it was, it was exactly as terrible as I thought it was. But this, I feel like I was maybe holding to a slightly higher standard, as much as I didn't think it was going to be good. It's at least got the name of somebody who I have some respect for their previous work. Jane Austen. I know you're a big fan. <laughs> I just, I feel like the Zucker of this, I mean, it should have been at least like 20% good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, like I said, Spy Hard and Wrongfully Accused, which I, were they even Zuckers? They may be Pat Proft projects. I don't even remember. He was one of the guys that wrote. Oh, I didn't them. even think of that. If they um, weren't even, I just assumed Leslie Nielsen. So, 
Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Pat Proft was, I think, a writer on Airplane, and I think he was a writer on Police Squad, and he, like, went on his own in the parody movie So genre. he's the Friedberg of Seltzer, I, and Seltzer of, of Zucker Abram Zucker? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, uh, Wrongfully Accused was written and directed by Pat Proft, and Spy Hard was written by Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer. Oh, wow, holy shit. <laughs> and directed by Rick Friedberg. I don't know who he is. Um, but I remember those movies being bad, but like, I, I remember laughing a couple times in them. Is there any- like even it's like Spy Hard had a theme song by Weird Al Yankovic, so I mean at least at least I had that. Is there anybody from SNL and in, in Mr. Magoo? Mm. Can we watch Mr. Magoo for this podcast? Oh fuck! I you know what I I don't think so. But uh, as we've established, I've been putting shit on the wheel of things where I'm like, that seems like a movie we should watch, and I'm gonna put Mr. Magoo on the wheel. I know Chris Parnell is in a a, a short called Kung Fu Magoo. So that counts. Yeah, that that means we can watch the movie that that does not have Chris Parnell in it. I think that counts. Uh, yeah, Mr. Magoo. I think, but that's like that's got to be something that can. Like, that sounds like a movie we should have watched. Can I just by say now. that I think this is a great compromise? Because I've been suggesting for years that we should just fucking jettison the SNL gimmick and just start allowing us to watch whatever movies we want. And I like this as a compromise where it's like we're gonna add more and more movies that don't have anybody from SNL in them and we'll just eventually we'll just like forget about it and be like whatever's on the thing it's fine yeah <laughs> and then eventually we'll go like wait why are we watching Mr. Magoo <laughs> and they'll be like oh remember when we uh we're talking about Jane Austen's Mafia we well, we said we should watch Mr. Magoo <laughs> and then we'll be hating ourselves for different reasons. Because it's there's almost more culpability. Like at least now it's like, well, there was an SNL person, so it was quite qualified for our stupid fucking gimmick. But now we're like making a, a definitive choice. We're like, we want to watch Mr. Magoo for no other reason. <laughs> then who do we have to blame? Only ourselves. Because there's many times where I would say, like, oh, fuck you, Christine Ebersole, for making us watch this piece of shit. No, it's like, oh, fuck you, me, for putting Mr. Magoo on the wheel. Uh, but yeah, there's that. I mean, is there much else to talk about with Jane Austen's <clears throat> Mafia? I, as far as specific beats, we talked about the, the donkey ass thing. The, oh, the, the clumsiness Whoa. of Lloyd Bridges' character just fucking... I hate that as a thing of like this character's trait is he's clumsy because that kind of slapstick is funny. That's the worst kind of comedy. Oh yeah, the uh, most of the jokes in this movie are someone falls down and you're supposed to laugh at that. Yeah. Like just, you know, fucking Pratt falls that, you know, wouldn't even work in a three studio. And, and short. but that's the thing. My question whenever that happens is like who finds this funny? Do the writers even go like, man, old man falls down. Aha, another fucking piece of gold. No, they're writing it because they're like, slapstick's funny, right? Like, they're like theoretically, it's funny. And yeah, a lot of Three Stooges stuff is funny. But bad slapstick that isn't funny is like even worse than anything else. Like, it's it's the worst kind of thing. Like, it's not just because the Three Stooges did it, it was funny then, doesn't mean you write Old Man Falls Down and it's funny. Well, yeah, because it seems desperate. You know, it's just like, oh, we, we don't have a way of making this funny. What if he just fell down <laughs> or tripped on some shit? Yeah, it's well, and I don't but I also don't know what the distinction is. Like, why is 
Three Stooges funny, but when other people do it, it's not. Like, what's what makes it funny in certain places and, and not in others? I don't know. I mean, the Three Stooges has like a anarchist uh, feel to it, so. I mean, I, that kind of works. But yeah, when it's just old Lloyd Bridges falling down, I'm like, I can't laugh at this. And I, when during that scene where he's, you know, the, you know, make him an offer, he can't refuse. There's so much slapstick. You know, he's, he cuts off a cat's tail accidentally and thinks it's a cigar. And he, so he's smoking a cat's tail as a cigar. And then he gets his head caught in the blinds of the window. And then he trips and he falls down. And all I could think about was like, just seeing this in a movie theater and like just how quiet it would have been. Oh, well, and I imagine they did like test screenings, like where they go on like, yeah, yeah, we got something going here. Yeah, that's the, I, I would be. Well, I did see that on the uh, the Wikipedia that I think it's called Cinema Score, the thing where they like do the ratings and like every movie gets at least a B, if not an A. This movie yeah. got a fucking C. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's generous. But that's like an F, basically. They say that like that's the lowest score anything gets, even though it goes to F. Nothing ever gets Fs. But like the worst movies get like Cs, C minus. Yeah, well, I mean, because there is something about watching a movie in the theater too. You know, the lights are off. You have to pay attention to it. When you come out, you know, it. it I think it sticks in your mind a little more than if you just watch it on home video. You know, and you pause and take a shit halfway through. Which I did like five times. Well, once again, I didn't have to. I was just like, I gotta do something else. I'm gonna dry out my ass. I have to ask the question of like, who gets the worst deal here? Because like, this is my day off and you work. So you have to watch this during your work day. Whereas like, for me, it's like it ruins one of my three days off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was this. This was stressful, too, because like. Today I had to do a whole bunch of shit and I was like, oh fuck, that's right, I gotta watch Jane Austen's Mafia. Oh fuck, I got meetings later on. So like I had an hour before a meeting, I'm like, alright, I'll watch an hour of Jane Austen's Mafia before this meeting. Oh shit, I got distracted, I gotta do some work, I gotta pause Jane Austen's Mafia. Oh fuck, I'm not gonna be able to watch Jane Austen's Mafia in time. So I'm like trying to race to get it done. Uh, And for what? And it was, like, honestly... Had you not watched it and just pretended to watch it, I don't think I would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I I, uh, I, I tried to be so, uh, uh, you know, on the honor system about it. But like, you know, I, I wanted to pay attention. I didn't want to just have it playing in the background because this is a movie where it's just gag, 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 gag scenes jump from around to around. So it's like if you have it on in the background, it's going to wash all over you. You're not going to remember That's the shit. Thing. Could, but really, they give you the benefit I, of the doubt that you just missed a joke I referenced. Yeah, but I but I paid attention, and it still washed over me, and I don't give a shit, and I can't remember any fucking thing that happened. Or I could have been like, "Hey, remember when uh, Billy Burke snorted a bunch of cocaine and his eyes popped out?" And you could have just been like, "Yes, I do." I I do remember that because that was a little frightening. <laughs> I didn't like. But like, it. you could have just said, "Yeah, I remember that." Didn't laugh at it, and I been I would like, okay, I believe you because I also didn't laugh at it. <laughs> Uh, remember the Jeffersons cameo? That was fucking weird, yeah. That was bizarre. Uh, Lloyd Bridges is, uh, you know, he's saying, like, I'm gonna divide up everything I own. My son gets this, my other son gets this, and there's the Jeffersons who moved on up from the east side. And then they just cut to Sherman Helmsley and Wheezy Jefferson going, 
they don't have any lines. Like they're just like, hey, hey, hey. Well, because it's like there's one because there's one moment later on at the funeral where uh, they go Don, whatever Don, and then one of them is Don Cornelius, and like oh, right. that's a joke. At least it's you know, their name, their Dons, and so you have famous Dons. That's kind of the same construction. Whereas like I, that seems like the Jeffersons should be. Like that should make some kind of sense. Like there's a there should be a reference there that has something to do with mafia parties, but like it's not. No, it's like Sherman Helmsley was free that day, I guess. But you know who they should have had? Don Novella, Father Guido Sarducci. Why wouldn't he in this? Well, I mean, then we would have had to watch it twice for for two SNL <laughs> cast members. Uh, I mean, uh... wouldn't you rather watch Twixt again? Remember the last Don Novella movie we watched? No, I don't think I'd rather watch Twixt. Um, what did you think of the vomiting scene at the funeral? I mean, it, I, I know it has nothing on Problem Child's two uh, vomiting scene, but I almost smiled. Like, that was another one where I was like, I, I kind of want to like this, well, but I can't. Something, of, well, okay, here's what, what bothered me about it. Because, yeah, you're, and I, I actually really like that joke in movies. I like it in Stand By Me. I liked it in Problem Child 2. The idea of, like, somebody starts throwing up and then everybody starts throwing up. It's a juvenile joke. I shouldn't like it. I'm an adult. But for some reason, that always seems to make me laugh. Except here, it's the first time I didn't. And for me, and again, this sounds so picky and dumb for me to say this about this movie. But I questioned the reality of it because what they were puking over wasn't that disgusting. Yeah. They, they they look at Jay Moore's face after he gets in the car accident. He's all burned up, and they're like, "Oh, he's so gross." But, but like the makeup job kind of sucked. So I'm like, "Why are they vomiting?" Yeah, and they well, because he like puts an orange slice in his mouth, and he's eating it very like, <laughs> like trying to suck it up through like his burnt lips. And yeah, that that sets off a parade of people just <laughs> vomiting, like colorful vomit, like four guys in a row. They're like, you know, vomiting out skittled color colored vomit but yeah no it, it could have been done in a better way where like what you know they just needed to focus on what they were vomiting about more so it's like okay we get that feeling as well that this is a gross thing i mean maybe if they had made him like so burned that they like gave him like a puppet body or something <laughs> you know like there's just like jay moore's head coming <laughs> out of like a little shriveled puppet body <laughs> you know something like that i don't know yeah, well, they could have done some stuff with, like, seepage. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, or his eye pops out better. or something. Yeah. Movie would have been better if it had a little seepage in it. Or, like, they had to they had to put me back together, so now I poop out of my mouth, and then he poops <laughs> out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked the line. I didn't laugh at it because I think it's in the trailer, but uh, when Jay Moore introduces his son to Christina Applegate, and he goes, uh, yeah, we named him after... Uh, his mother, and she goes, I'm a mother? Like, that's a good line, but I, I'm pretty sure that was in the trailer, because I knew it was coming. And by that point, I was, again, I, that's another one. I, I probably might have laughed at that in a better movie, but this, I lost so much goodwill with this movie that I couldn't laugh at it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Alright, well, I, thus ends my notes, so um, yeah. before we before we uh, finish with Jane Austen's Mafia... We do need to take a little visit to Mr. Skids, because uh, I know that's what people want. Well, but before you go on, I think there was one joke I, I'm trying to remember. I might have chuckled at it when uh, he comes, he shows up to the wedding and he sees his friend. He gets, he, yeah, I got you a souvenir. And it's literally just a Vietnamese man. 
I didn't get that. Because <laughs> he was from, he went to Vietnam and came back, and I got you a souvenir. It's just a Vietnamese guy. Yeah, well, and then I kind of like that, uh, who is that? That's, uh, I can't remember the actor's he's name. He's the guy from like, Analyze This and Analyze That. Yeah, he's always like the, if you need like a big fat Italian guy, you call this dude first to see if he's available. I think he's an actual former mobster. Maybe. Because, yeah, he always plays mobsters. Uh, the one time I remember, he was in Shallow Howl, which I watched for the podcast, but you didn't because I just wanted to check it out to see if it was something we'd want to watch. Um, and he plays, like, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Irish mother, or Irish mother, Irish father. And so he's, like, the big fat Italian guy going, oh, hello, Howl, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Never seen him put on a fake accent before oh speaking of uh shallow how because that was a fairly brothers wasn't it yeah i was reading the wikipedia on this and all the reviews apparently because this movie came out like right after there's something about mary which i guess was more critically acclaimed than i remembered like all these critics including ebert was like the fucking best comedy of the year just came out and now we have this piece of shit yeah no i remember there's something about mary being like uh i you know i they were it was getting like I know it was successful and popular, and I liked it because I was a kid. I don't know if it would hold up now, but I didn't think I – I just assumed that would be one of those movies that a lot of critics would have shit on. Uh, no, it was getting, like, unrealistic Oscar buzz, too. For, like, you know, people were thinking maybe it would get nominated for, like, screenplay because it was a huge hit, too. And I think Cameron Diaz won, like, Best Actress from, like, the New York Film Critics. Wow. Like over like Judy Dench for Mrs. Brown. <laughs> they were like Cameron Diaz for Splooge in the Hair. I just I the only thing I remember from that movie is Splooge in the Hair and him getting his balls caught in his zipper at the beginning. So like I maybe I'm just underestimating that movie. Uh I think that's a funny one. Um because well, I mean that came out after Kingpin, and Kingpin I think is their best one. Oh, yeah, and that's the one that gets I think underrated. I, people don't really talk about Kingpin that much, but yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, that would be a good one. We could watch that if we ever wanted to just watch a good movie because it's got Randy Quaid and Chris Elliott. And Bill Murray. And Bill Murray. Cavalcade of SNL alums. All right. Anything else about Mafia? No. Oh, right. I think that's it. Uh, Other than, yeah. Okay. Here's your farts. Follow you fart hounds. At 11 minutes and 33 seconds, there's a fart. Yonk, yonk, the yonk. I didn't write down the specifics of that fart. That so was that was the introduction to uh, the joke that is the probably the biggest like recurring joke, which we're going to talk about because you're getting to the last part of the movie. Oh yeah, no, they all all come from Olympia Dukakis, and that's young Olympia Dukakis. Yes, where it introduces the idea that every time you pull on her finger, because it's a comedy movie, you pull on her finger and she farts. But it's like, and, and again, that's a that's a joke that I could laugh at where it's like, because it's like her son's being pulled away from her and she's like, take my ring so you remember me as you go to America. And he's pulling her finger and it farts. Like, that's a funny, the- on paper, theoretically funny joke. But again, I'm not laughing. I would imagine if if we were writing a movie and, and someone pitched that idea, we'd all be like, fuck, that's gotta go into a movie. <laughs> but, and, and... But we'd probably write it better, is the thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just, it's this movie's so lifeless from the beginning. I mean, it's just it doesn't really offer you any hope. Like, uh, you know, you're watching it, and almost instantly, you're just like, "Oh, this is going to be a turd." And then, and anything that's like pseudo funny or almost funny 
just, you know, nothing makes you laugh. It just makes you go like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, that joke happened after ten jokes that I hated. That joke has some semblance of being a quality joke, but... I don't know. It's like if Hitler was a stand-up comedian, you you couldn't get past the yeah, but you killed all them Jews. <laughs> I know you got some A material, but I just I can't look past all the Jew killing. But and there's something to do with like the disconnect of its subject matter, the fact that it's a parody of mafia movies, and it doesn't feel like there's that much of an imperative to do that, or that the people involved care about mafia movies or love the because tro- like the Naked Gun movies. They love the tropes of police procedurals and police dramas, clearly, when they're doing those movies. And then even the scary movie movies, at least the first ones, like it made it's it felt like they were current to when those movies came out, and it felt like there was a zeitgeisty thing to it. And it, it, it felt like they were they went to see scary movie and they or they went to see Scream, and they were like, you know, oh, we gotta fucking you know kick the shit out of this movie. Like it felt at least like they were engaged on some level. In this, it just feels like, what are we going to parody? Mafia movies? All right, I guess we'll watch Godfather and fucking take some shit. Like, it doesn't feel like, I feel no passion or joy from this at all. No, yeah, it feels like they they were forced, you know, uh, by their, uh, you know, not by their free will to make a parody movie about mafias. And this is what they came up with. Yeah, it's like, this was the project. They hired some writers and went, write me a parody of mafia movies. And they were like, ah, I guess we'll watch some and who gives a shit. Yeah. Um, And then at 34 minutes and 40 seconds, Olympia Dukakis comes back in, and she farts again. I brought somebody to cheer you up, Pop. Mama? Mama. That time she just farts off screen. It's like Lloyd Bridges knows it's Olympia Dukakis because of the fart. And then at 35 minutes and 5 seconds, you don't have to wait long for the third fight. So uh, I kept your ring for you, Mama. Here. Scoozy Mama. Scoozy Mama. Let me. Scoozy Mama. Scoozy Mama. Scoozy, 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 Scoozy. Walter Yonko. Stop. Because they do the pull your finger again gag, and they just fought, 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 fought. It's a machine gun fart. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one comes at close to the end of the film. Maybe the best fart we've ever had since we started doing Mr. Skids, I, I would say. Um, I I liked this. Uh, this was another one where I was like, okay, if this was in a better movie, I would have enjoyed this. Uh, an hour, 18 minutes, and 55 seconds. Scusi. <gasps> Mazel tov. Yeah. This is during the, uh, uh, the, the they're parodying the end of The Godfather, where Michael Corleone is dispatching all of his uh, enemies. So uh, everybody's getting murdered, everybody in the movie. And then Olympia Dukakis goes after, uh, I guess, his, Jay Moore's stripper. I don't know why she had to die. She set him up somehow, I think, didn't she? I thought she was in, she was working with the bad guys or something. I think there was a scene like she gets a phone call. She's like, "It's done." Like it revealed that she was in on something. Okay, well, yeah, she's the Sharon Stone from Casino Analog, and so she has to go. So we see Olympia Dukakis pull out a candle, light a match, light the candle, and so you know what's coming. And then when she uh, 
The girl walks in. Olympia Dukakis just raises up her skirt. You see her fucking big ass underpants. And she goes, it's the only business. And she farts and causes a backdraft. So again, I'm laughing describing it. But you won't laugh watching it. No. And then right after that, an Eskimo kills Barney. The fuck? Yeah, that was that was so fucking random. And that's what they ended the movie on. Like, we give a shit. Well, and I think that I, because I forgot or missed the joke that set that character up, set up relative to anything else. But the, I think he's one of the wacky characters in the the beginning where they're ma- naming people. I think there was yeah. an Eskimo there, but I don't remember what that was. He's yeah in the mafia nickname montage. Uh, he's just the guy. They're like, oh, and he handles our business up north, and it's an Eskimo. But yeah, they don't like, he's not like a fucking character. But yeah, at the end of the movie, he just stabs or throws a harpoon at Barney. Barney dies and then he dances off wildly. And then in the end credits, they say that uh, there was a shrine dedicated to Nick the Eskimo, which is visited by, you know, thousands of grateful parents every year because I guess everybody hated fucking Barney and wanted him to die. Yeah. Fuck this movie. It sucks so bad. Yeah. Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, we talked a little bit about it, but the reason we watch this movie is for Jay Moore. Uh, what a fucking no charisma man. How the fuck did he get into films? He he comes across to me like, you know that guy that's in every friend group where you're like, why is he our friend? He sucks. Like, he's just, he never says anything interesting or engaging or funny, but he thinks everything he says is funny and engaging, but he's just a fucking meathead, and it's like, why the fuck are we friends with that guy? Jay Moore is that guy universally. (laughs) Yeah, like, he was terrible on SNL, and I remember I I knew of him before SNL because he was on some MTV game show. It wasn't remote control. Well, that that was was Colin Quinn, wasn't it? Yeah. It might have been remote control. I don't think it was, but yeah, it was some... I think it was some MTV game show where they, like, did improv stuff and you had to, like, guess what they were acting out or something like oh, that. that. That doesn't I, play to his strengths. <laughs> well, I remembered him from that and I was like, oh, yeah, Jay Moore. And, yeah, he sucked on SNL and then after he got fired from SNL, he, like, had, like, a kind of almost legit movie career. Never, I, I think this was his only starring movie, but, like, he was in Jerry Maguire and... uh Picture Perfect, a Jennifer Aniston rom-com. Well, I can see where he would be considered, not not that I would think he would be good, but I can see where he would be a good fit for, like, the just the best friend in a movie where a more engaging actor is the main character. Like, that, it seems like you want somebody like that who's just, like, just sort of, like, there. Yeah, I think, I guess just in Hollywood, if you have a name that somebody might recognize, you know, people will just hire you. Because, yeah, he got two sitcoms, too. Like, he had Action, and then he had Gary Unmarried, which I think went for, like, three seasons or something stupid. And I think people talked about Action. Like, it was pretty critically acclaimed. Like, I remember that was on, like, a lot of canceled Too Soon lists. And I've never seen it, but, I mean, I don't know. (sighs) I remember now, I I watched the first couple minutes of it. The gimmick was that they would bleep out curse words and... 
I, I remember the first scene of the first episode of action was just him coming up to somebody and going, hey, beep, 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 beep. And I want to tell you, beep, 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 beep. And it's like, oh, this is what that show is? I'm, I'm not watching this show. Oh, There's no way I can handle this. Speaking of that, I found every episode of Shit My Dad Says, the William Shatner sitcom, based on a Twitter account. I remember, I watched the first episode of that. There were apparently like 14 episodes, and I found them all online and downloaded them. Uh, yeah, I remember that being exceptionally shitty. I would assume so. All right. <clears throat> so, yeah, enough of uh, Jane Austen's Mafia. Also, it's Jane Austen's Mafia. There's never there's never any Jane Austen references in the film. Again, I assume there was a Jane Austen movie out at the time. That I, I mean, there were a bunch. Uh, Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility and Emma. So, like, Jane Austen adaptations were prevalent in at this time. But, like, that's just, that's the joke. It's just Jane... You're just going to say Jane Austen's Mafia? I guess that's just a joke. It's just a joke specifically for the title of the film. Well, if I'm to to justify it at all, the joke probably was, wow, everything move, every movie coming out nowadays is Jane Austen something. We should name our movie Jane Austen's Mafia, which I don't believe is the title everywhere. I think sometimes it's just called Mafia. Sometimes it's Jane Austen's Mafia. Well, it was uh, in the copy I watched, it was in the opening titles. It said Jane Austen's Mafia. As was mine. But I think on Wikipedia it says that's like an alternate title. Or at least sometimes Mafia is just an alternate title for the movie. In the, in the many contexts in which you might watch this movie. You think maybe they were just trying to trick some fucking idiot literature professor? It was like, like a, an asylum mockbuster thing for Jane Austen. Yes. Yeah. He takes his class to see Mafia because they were studying Jane Austen. It's like, all right, guys, field trip. I'm not familiar with this work by Jane Austen, but it says Jane Austen on the title, so. I mean, I'm terrible at my chosen profession, so. <laughs> I do smoke a lot of crack. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I don't have anything else to say about this piece of shit other than it's a piece of shit. And again, I say you shouldn't watch it, but you have to kind of try hard to even get watch this. So like, it's not like it's available on Netflix. Yeah, no. Save, save yourself 80 minutes and don't watch Jane Austen's Mafia. All right, so I'm spinning the wheel to see what we're in for next week. And it has landed on... Mr. Magoo! Ooh! Okay, well, uh, we speaking of things we put on... I put on the wheel that have nothing to do with SNL. Uh, this is a movie I caught on cable a couple years ago. Blake Edwards' A Fine Mess. Oh, is this the Ted Danson and Howie Mandel movie? Ted Danson and Howie Mandel in a remake of a Laurel and Hardy short. I'm up for that. Uh, I <laughs> I watched it. I was uh, stoned out of my mind when I watched it. But I watched it and I was like, fuck, I wish there was an SNL cast member in this. Well, how recently did you see it, though? Oh, like five years ago, maybe. Okay, so it, it will be relatively fresh for you then. Oh, no, I don't remember anything about it. Okay, good. Because, yeah, I know, I, and I remember because we talked about this, because that's why you also put another nice, no, another fine mess, or another nice mess. The one I, re I suggested where Rich Little plays Richard Nixon. Yeah, that actually has an SNL cast member in it, though. Really? Who does it have? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. But when I put that on the wheel, I was like, oh, wait, no, this has, like, fucking Robin Duke in it or something. So this isn't even a cheat. Maybe Harry Shearer 
maybe. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, because I remember when you explained this to me, this movie to me, I I was very excited for it. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't remember a lot about it. Um, I remember being like very confused when I watched it again. I was fucking stoned out of my mind. But I do remember uh, there is. It starts with like a Nazi making dildos, and then at one point, said dildo gets shoved up Richard Mulligan's ass. But uh, not, I'm reminded because there's a um, uh, Russ Meyer movie. I can't remember. It's like it's Up, maybe or one of them, where it like the, literally the first scene is Hitler getting fucked by a lady with a strap on. Uh, but that's that was my only reference point for that. Um, but no, I mean, let's let's spin the wheel one more time just so we have an alternate, just to see if we get anything better. But I, I'm I'm totally up for this. All right, so we will either be watching a fine mess starring SNL host at one point, Ted Danson. And I, I believe I also had you put on Walk Like a Man because of Howie Mandel. Yeah, Walk Like a Man is on the wheel. Uh, well, the second thing I rolled is an SNL character. Are you familiar with The Whiners? No, I am not. <laughs> it's a terrible Joe Piscopo and Robin Duke sketch where they would just come in and go like, Oh, we don't like this table. Oh, we we can't eat peanuts because we have diverticulitis. I mean, I don't know if you're describing this bad on purpose so that we'll watch your movie, but I don't. It doesn't sound like I want to be watching these. <clears throat> it's bad. I remember. Um, I think some of them are good because they paired them with someone who was like very like upset. So like, I think there's one with Danny DeVito where Danny DeVito is the you know takes the brunt of their annoyingness and like punches him in the face or something. But other than that, it's just Joe Piscopo and Robin Duke going, Oh, can we sit over there? Oh, I'm itchy. They just whine about everything. They're the whiners. They whine and complain. Yeah, no, I, I don't want any part of this. Uh, no, I've, I've, I've wanted to watch a fine mess since I randomly caught it on cable. Uh, yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was when I was living in Columbus. We had a cable... Uh, subscription, and then there was this random channel that would show these fucking random movies, and I would just like record all of them on the DVR. If I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, I've never heard of that. And this was one where I was like, "Ted Danson and Howie Mandel." Well, fuck it, I'll record that. All right, I I, I think that's definitely a, a good idea. I think I think I maybe I remember maybe I did see this in some. It's it's is it something about like horse racing? I think so. I might have seen this on TV at some point. I don't remember anything, but... Um, and also, I want to throw out a rule for you going forward, since we're doing this thing where we're adding other movies that don't have cast members in them. I think we each get one per episode. Like, I had Mr. Magoo for this one. You can add another one if you like. <laughs> we each get one that we can add every every week. And we see how... We see, we basically, when do we get to the point where it's like half and half? <laughs> Well, I I feel like if something comes up organically, because like I put Chairman of the Board on the wheel, because we've talked about that a couple of times, where we're like, oh, can we watch Chairman of the Board? Like any time we're ever like, wait, are there any SNL cast members in this movie? Like it feels like there should be, right? Well, that just for the the Norm Macdonald joke, I think probably counts. Yeah, and I was like, it's got Larry Miller in it. Larry Miller is been in so many movies we've watched we can't pass that shit up and problem child's jack warden uh oh i i've never seen it 
I just I think I've seen the beginning of it. I know he's like the, the old guy that dies that leaves his fortune to Carrot Top. Yeah, I've never seen it, but it seems like a movie like that we should have watched by now. <laughs> like, why haven't we watched Chairman of the Board already? And uh, the flawed logic of this is none of these movies should be watched by anyone. Our podcast shouldn't exist is the real ch- real answer to that question. But that's true. But for the first time, I'm excited to, to watch a movie that. That came right, up on well, the let's, wheel. Well, let's prepare to be disappointed by by a, a what is it called again? A nice mess? A fine a mess. A fine mess. A fine mess. An actor and a chef fathom a plot to fix a horse race and attempt at capitalizing it while striving to tackle two of the hitmen responsible for the scheme. I was literally just yes. about to say mafia subplot. Uh, I, well, I don't see. I think they're Nazis. If I remember correctly, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I was, I was stoned to the bejeebus when I watched it the first time. Is there no Nazis or dildos in this movie at all? <laughs> it's possible that Nazi dildos was just something I was doing while I was watching A Fine Mess. I mean, all of your dildos have swastikas carved into them. That's... Hey, you gotta have a gimmick. You know, I, I sell my dildos to a, a, a distinct market on the internet. You know, I'm just, again, that's one of those things where it's like, is there porn of that? Like, there's got to be Nazi porn, right? I would imagine. Oh, anyway, that, that's not, okay, we're, we've gotten a Nazi, Nazi dildos. <laughs> I think that means the podcast is over. But yeah, fine mess. I just looked it up. It is on uh, on the old put locker. I was, that's what I was worried about is that we wouldn't be able to find it. But nope, somebody put this shit on the internet. What was it? Something I was... Oh, I think it was from my other podcast where, like, I spent so much time tracking it down that I found out it was fucking free on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but this is a Blake Edwards movie uh, from 1986, Ted Danson and Howie Mandel, and it is a remake of a Laurel and Hardy short. At least that's what it started as, and then it kind of, I think, diverged from there, because I don't think... <laughs> I don't think Oliver Hardy ever came across a Nazi dildo. Which may or may not be in this movie. I don't know if this counts as organic enough for you, but is for Lover Mummy on the wheel? Oh, is that the uh, Bronson Pinchot? Yeah, Bronson Pinchot and Gaylord Sartain. I can't imagine we haven't talked about that at some point in the podcast. I, that's come up before. That's come up before enough to for me to justify putting it I on I don't the know wheel. if we'll find it. It's a fairly obscure movie, I think. Yeah, I think it was a television movie. But I would I would watch that if we could find it. Well, maybe let's do it. Maybe we'll think about doing a double feature since we're watching a Laurel and Hardy movie this time. We'll, we'll consider watching For Love of Mummy next time. Yeah, well, I I'm hopelessly optimistic for next week. So there's no <laughs> way it's it, it it doesn't. Every time we're like, ooh, that sounds good. It's never good. But I think it's crazy. Like I, like I said, I was I was very stoned when I watched it. But I remember watching this movie and going, "Fuck, that is like a perfect movie to talk about on a podcast." And I'm almost certain half the shit you went, "Oh, was not actually crazy. You were just fucking high." It's possible. Oh, maybe I'll just get high and watch it again. You can't because you work when you watch the movies. I, I can get high, but I don't. This might be one I'll watch on a Wednesday night. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. For that's all our business on the shed. All right. So until we see you next week, get, get off, off the, the shed. shed.